Today is the Feast of St. Benedict, founder of the Benedictine Order. Work and pray. That's what the Benedicts are about. Work and prayer. Kind of like the married life. Going to give you a couple highlights from the blessing of the St. Benedict Medal. The prayer that the priest prays over the Benedict Medal when he blesses it. These are some of the prayers that ascend into heaven every time you use these medals with faith. The priest prays over the medal. He says, I exercise these medals against the power and attacks of the evil one. May all who use these medals devoutly be blessed with health of soul and body. Wow, why would you fear the coronavirus when you've got a St. Benedict medal on? He also prays, may those who use them devoutly and earnestly strive to perform good works. Be blessed by you with health of soul and body and the grace of a holy life and the remission of temporal punishment due to sin. May, may they resist the temptations of the evil one and strive to exercise true charity and justice toward all. And this is just scratching the surface of what's contained in the, uh, the blessing of the St. Benedict Medal. Powerful sacramental, powerful prayer attached to it. Where that sacramental is and used with faith, there the prayers of the church are ascending to heaven. Today's gospel begins in Matthew 10. Do not think that I came to send peace upon earth. I came not to send peace, but the sword. Has anybody ever told the modernists this? I came to set a man at variance against his father and the daughter against her mother and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies shall be they of his own household. He that loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. He that loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. See, the truth brings division. Evil and good don't mix. True and false don't mix. You can't compromise. That's what modernism in the church does. It wants to compromise with the world. It wants to walk with the world. No, the world needs to come to walk with Jesus. He continues and he says, He that taketh not up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. He that finds his life shall lose it. He that loses his life for me shall find it. And then he says, He that receives you receives me. Now he's speaking of his apostles here, his bishops, his twelve bishops. He that receives you receives me. That's an important line. Because if you receive your bishop, you receive Jesus. If you don't, you don't receive Jesus. You can't reject your bishop. you got to have a bishop. Where the bishop is, the church is. You might complain, oh, he's a modernist, he's a hireling. Well, that may be true or not. It's unfortunate. But you still, you got to take our Lord's words. He that receives the bishop receives Jesus. Because if you reject your bishop, you reject five of the seven sacraments. You're done. You're toast. you got to have the bishops to have the seven sacraments. If not, you're just a Protestant. Can't be throwing bishops under the bus. If they're feeding you horse manure, well, you reject that. 
You cling to the, to, to the deposit of faith, but you can't throw the bishop under the bus. He that receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive the reward of a prophet. He that receives a just man in the name of a just man shall receive the reward of a just man. And whosoever shall give to drink to one of these little ones a cup of cold water, only in the name of a disciple, amen, I say to you, he shall not lose his reward. And it came to pass, when Jesus had made an end of commanding his twelve disciples, he passed from thence to teach and to preach in their cities. St. Pius X has twelve questions and answers on the fourth commandment today. He says, what does the fourth commandment, honor your father and your mother, command us? It commands us to respect our parents, obey them in all that is not sinful, and assist them in their temporal and spiritual needs. What does the fourth commandment forbid? The fourth commandment forbids us to offend our parents by word or by deed or in any other way. What other persons does this commandment include under the names of father and mother? It also includes our superiors, both ecclesiastical and lay, whom we must consequently obey and respect. Whence are derived the authority of parents to command their children and the duty of children to obey their parents? The authority possessed by parents to command their children and the obligation of children are to obey their parents are derived from God, who constituted and established family life in order that in it man might have the first helps that are necessary toward his spiritual and temporal well-being. Have parents any duties toward their children? Parents are bound to love, support, and maintain their children, to attend to their religious and secular education, to give them good example, to keep them from the occasions of sin, to correct their faults, and to help them embrace the state to which God has called them. Has God given us an example of a perfect family? He says yes, in the Holy Family, in which Jesus Christ lived subject to the Blessed Virgin and St. Joseph until his 30th year. That is, until he began the mission of the preaching of the gospel entrusted to him by his eternal Father. If families were to live alone, cut off, from, cut off, cut off one from another, could they provide for all their material and moral needs? St. Pius says, if families lived alone, cut off from one another, they could not provide for their individual needs. And hence it is necessary that they be united in civil society, so as mutually to aid one another for the common good and happiness. What is civil society? Civil society is the union of many families under the authority of one head for the purpose of assisting each other in securing their mutual perfection and temporal happiness. Whence comes the authority which rules civil society? 
The authority which rules civil society comes from God, who established it for the common good. Are we under any obligation to obey the authority that governs civil society? Yes, all who form part of the civil society are bound to respect and obey authority because that authority comes from God and because the common good so demands. Are all laws imposed by the civil authority to be respected? Yes, in accordance with the command and example of our Lord Jesus Christ, all laws imposed by the civil authority are to be respected, provided they are not contrary to the law of God. Remember that, provided they are not contrary to the law of God. We have wicked laws on the book. We've got laws letting you use contraception. Go for it. It's legal. It's contrary to the law of God. Can't do that. Abortion, contrary to the law of God. They're making marijuana legal all over the place. It's contrary to the law of God. You don't obey those laws. Final question says, have those who form part of civil society any other duties besides respect and obedience to laws imposed by authority? He says, besides the obligation of respect and obedience to the laws, all those who form part of civil society are bound to live in peace and to endeavor, each according to his means and ability, to render that society virtuous, peaceful, orderly, and prosperous.